Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast 116 for July 29th, 2014. The website is klezmerpodcast.com, and you can write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. You can also find Klezmer Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, Last.fm, and I also invite you to check out my monthly playlist on Spotify. My interview guest on this episode of the podcast is Eve Sicular of the band Isle of Klezbos, based in New York City. Their recent album is Live from Brooklyn, and we're going to hear a lot more about the album from Eve, and we're going to hear a track from Live from Brooklyn a little bit later in the podcast. But right now, let's get to my interview with Eve Sicular of Isle of Klezbos. Hi, this is Keith with Klezmer Podcast, and today on the other end of my Skype, I have Eve Sicular live from New York. Uh, hello, Eve. How are you in New York today? Hi, very well. Thanks for calling, Keith. <laughs> uh, great to finally catch you. Uh, Thank you. been so excited about uh, the new Isle of Klezbos uh, album live from Brooklyn, and uh, yes, a lot of great things on there, as as with uh, everything you, you have your hands on. So... Tell me about how this came up and about some of the fantastic material that's on it. Oh, great. Thank you very much. Well, you know, Isle of Klesbos, we were so overdue for a new full-length recording. We had done lots of other projects since putting out our first CD, Greetings from the Isle of Klesbos, a while back. And um, so our our Isle of Klesbos sextet uh, is composed still... Fleming on trumpet and flugelhorn, Deborah Kreisberg on clarinet and saxophone, and both those women as well as myself uh, have original compositions, you know, on this new CD as well, and it's got lots of neo-traditional music, but we also were just really raring to go because our vocalist, Melissa Fogarty, Missy Fogarty, and also Saskia Lane on the bass and Shoko Nagai on both accordion and piano had not been on an Isle of Klesbos, you know, recording like this and it was just <laughs> imperative to to make that happen so um it was really intense because we had already planned you know in a in a way that was going to be a great show to have a live concert recording from the brooklyn center for the performing arts and that was all set to go and then superstorm sandy came into the picture and of course you know many more much more dire things happened, but the venue was closed for a number of months, and we were fortunate to find a date when we could come back in, as well as Metropolitan Klezmer, our other band, with a double bill. And the genius engineering of David Merrill gave us yet another great, great set of tracks, and so that has become most of the new album. Uh, and then we did also have these two, um, these two other tunes that I was so wishing to to have on the new album and it just all worked out where we had a a certain date that was going to be a rehearsal and uh we just decided that you know we could try to have david merrill come right to pam fleming's own home studio and we recorded those bonus tracks right then and there in november and then the cd was released this past april at joe's pub in new york so we have that bonus track which is um when gomer met molly that was something that I uh, was fortunate enough to um, notice in the the wonderful 
kind of TV sitcom classic era um, of, you know, of the 1960 TV, but I noticed it on YouTube from a, a really wonderful Gomer Pyle USMC episode where Molly Pecan is a special guest, and I was looking at that for a whole bunch of other fun reasons, and then even though I'd seen it years earlier, I hadn't noticed this great, great underscoring, and it turned out, lo and behold, that that was something that um, we made an arrangement for, and then I tracked down who the composer had been. He turned out to be a real genius known in the industry named Earl Hagen, and we got the permission from Earl's widow, and it's been a real odyssey with a number of the tunes on the CD like that, you know, finding their provenance and getting actual permission from people involved, whether in the Soviet Union in, you know, the 1950s and people who are still around today, you know, to, to be saying, yes, you know, you're not only welcome to put this out, but also give us wonderful information about, you know, how these different pieces of Yiddish culture came to be. Exactly. So it's great that, and you do that all that uh, digging to do the research on all the material and, and finding these people. I think that's, that's so amazing because from Los Angeles, I'm not sure we would uh, uh, go to all that effort, but, but uh, I'm really glad that uh, you're doing it there. Uh, and, you know, I was lucky enough to even find people through uh, I had finding Earl Hagen, who was an L.A. guy, uh, you know, and, and those people. Wow, yeah, it was a real sleuthing adventure, but I'm very grateful. <laughs> so uh, it, it's great that uh, you, <clears throat> you composed the, the tune on there, and there's also, uh, a, a, of course, another tune by Deborah and, and one by Pan. So why don't you tell me a little bit about those as sure. well? Because yeah. as yeah. always, the, the Deborah's uh, writing always strikes me. Yeah, her piece is incredible, and uh, it's called Noir-esque. Um, she had, it's beautiful, it, it really unfolded over time. She had brought in uh, first the, the initial section of the tune to a rehearsal, and we just were in love. I mean, her, her writing is just so original, and it's like a lot of really great art where it just seems so effortless, and yet, you know, behind that, you realize, you know, the beautiful complexity that's been distilled. So it basically, um, you know, she she brought in section by section, and another reason why we were so so wanting to get a recording out was to bring uh, Noir-esque to people. I'll tell you about Pam's tune in a minute, but the, the basis of Deborah's tune is that, you know, it, it's an interplay between a sort of jazz waltz, three, four time, with a very beautiful and, and kind of um, winsome melody, and... Uh, gliding, and then interplaying with uh, the sort of lilting and a little bit more halting kind of 3-8, that's the, the Yiddish uh, processional rhythm uh, for, say, a Jacques, or what really is traditionally called a hora, not, not the fast dance, but the, uh, the, the, you know, walking to the chuppah to this kind of beat. So she's got this beautiful back and forth between those, and, um, you know, she's... she's uh, the when when she's got it on this beautiful one, you know she's got a, a solo. Shoko Nagai's got a great piano solo on that one, and then um, so Noiresque is on here. My tune East Habsburg Waltz, which had been on a prior CD uh, in a studio version. The greetings from the Alf Klesbos. Uh, now we have it here uh, from the live concert. And Pam's is an amazing klezmer reggae tune, and uh, it's called Melomana. Melomana. Uh, she had actually toured for years um, before I even knew Pam, and we've we've <laughs> we go back quite a ways now. 
she had toured with the great roots reggae star Burning Spear uh, in the brass section called Burning Brass. So she knows from where she writes in this one. And we all had a feeling that she would sooner or later, um, you know, just gift us all with something beautiful along these lines. And uh, she certainly did not disappoint. So that's uh, Mellow Mana. And then we've also got some solos on that one from the different instrumentalists. And uh, let's see, uh, I just wanted to add that on our bonus tracks, in addition to the Isle of Klesbo Sextet, we have two other women who are our bandmates uh, from Metropolitan Klezmer, and that's Karen Waltuck on the viola on both bonus tracks, including taking a beautiful, beautiful lead on a reprise um, of, of a, a tune that's on the album proper, uh, which is Herzig Einet, something from the Ruth Rubin song, but which is also a strong resemblance to a tune from Needle, Meet, and Fetal. Um, and then uh, Regev, our trombonist, uh, who is on both, again, the Herzig Einet reprise and also the When Gomer Met Molly on the trombone. So it's just a fine, fine lineup. And, I, you know, it's like, uh, seriously, um, something that I, I hope people will check out online, and then if they're into it, I think it's well worth getting whatever they can um, to also have the liner notes and uh, hopefully the artwork if they want to get the physical CD because we're, we're really thrilled to <laughs> give everybody the visuals. And so, yeah, it's, there's quite a lot of material. The, um, all the lyrics in our booklets, as with all of our Isle of Klesmos and Metropolitan Klesmos CDs, give... The Yiddish and the original Yiddish alphabet, the the alphabet base, the um, Yiddish oasis, as well as the transliteration, so you can read it syllable by syllable in our own Roman alphabet, and then also the translation and lots and lots of information, as we said, about all the adventures of finding out about the tunes and you know expressing um, from the originals what the different composers have to say. Yeah, you know, I was going to mention that that I always like to have the CD just to be able to have the 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 booklet and the liner notes, the artwork, and, and everything. And you did a really good job on putting the, the booklet together with the translations and the lyrics and description of the, of the songs and everything. Uh, Thanks. And by the way, if people do get them digitally, although they won't get the uh, every single thing that they get on the physical CD, they do get a PDF uh, from at least most of the things I know of online. Um, if they get the full album, they do get the PDF of the booklet. So not necessarily all the beautiful artwork and pictures and, you know, illustrations on the disc and everything, but you do get the PDF with the information if you get that at, you know, say, uh, Bandcamp or uh, CD Baby, I know. I think iTunes does that as well with the PDF. And by the way, I want to give credit for our CD booklet uh, design to uh, Yankel Salant as far as the Yiddish typesetting, and um, I want to say that Abigail Miller did a beautiful job on the front cover artwork, and then Kyle Hansen also with lots and lots of more of the artwork. Um, and by the way, I want to also touch on a couple of projects we have going on. Um, we Please. had a really exciting, uh, you know, kind of unexpected, wonderful uh, collaboration that's still ongoing with Jill Sobule. I don't know if you are so familiar with her work generally, but, you know, she's had a couple of very well-known, uh, great sort of folk pop hits, and she's just an incredible songwriter. So it turns out she got in touch with us because uh, she's got this project as a musical theater adaptation of Yentl, the play. Um, there's there's the script that was done a while back with Leona Poland's, uh, you know, 
stage play, and now Jill Sobule was uh, adding the music. So a couple of decades back, you know, it was playing in New York, and now they're bringing it back only with Jill's song cycle. And fortunately, she got in touch with Isla Klesbos about putting a band, you know, together with this project. So we had a great time. You know, first we released our own CD live from Brooklyn at Joe's Pub, and we hadn't been there in a few years, and that was just a fabulous experience in April. Then we were back at Joe's Pub with Jill Sobule at the end of May, uh, and she's going to have a chance to reprise this with even more of our band and even, I think, a couple more tunes. Uh, and that there'll be more news about that at klesbos.com, but it'll be early next year. Um, and I'm sure you can find it on Jill Sobule's site or our Facebook pages and everything. I don't know exactly whether I'm supposed to release all the details, but I just want to let people know that that definitely is still an exciting project. And I, I think it'll, you know, it'll keep growing. It's just, it was such a blast uh, at Joe's Pub, and it really gets, uh, it lets us shine not only with the klezmer, but also all kinds of great riffs. I mean, blues and kind of R&B and definite you know, kind of all, all all kinds of styles that we also play in our own musical lives, but not necessarily on stage as Isle of Clisbos, although, of course, you know, we all have many projects that we're also involved in. So Jill has been really, really fun to work with. And, uh, you know, so Yentl, uh, I know there will be this, this one musical uh, reprise to look for, and then certainly there might be more to do on stage where we all we all put it together. Right, so you have uh, some other uh, performances coming up, too, probably uh, in the next few months? We do, we do. In fact, uh, if people hear this uh, and are in the New York area for August 17th, we'll be back at the City Winery, City Winery Klezmer Brunch. I also know that we're going to be at uh, Michigan Women's Festival, which is where we played some uh, of our very first music You know, back when we formed the band 16 years ago. We've been asked back there for the first time in a while, and uh, we're very happy to be bringing a couple of our alumni uh, there as well. Um, and then, yeah, for sure, look for more in the fall. And I, I just want to add that uh, since we are the sister sextet to Metropolitan Klezmer, uh, I'm just going off today to do what could be some of the final mixes on Metropolitan Klezmer's first uh, CD in a while. That'll actually be our our fifth album in time for the uh, 20th anniversary year. Uh, so Metropolitan Klezmer, including several of the Isle of Klezmos bandmates, will launch that one at the museum at Eldridge Street. And the date on that is going to be Monday, December the 15th, which is the night before Hanukkah. In other words, just the night before you get the menorah out. So um, <laughs> we've got a whole recording, uh, also engineered by David Merrill, that I'm very proud to say I, I really feel like it's the best, uh, you know, it's really the best music Metropolitan Klezmer has ever recorded. And it'll also have a bonus track on there, which is from the centenary of the Triangle Fire. And there was a Yiddish ballad that was virtually forgotten. Fortunately, the Library of Congress had some sheet music for it. And uh, in time for the 2011 Cooper Union uh, Great Hall concert that was put together by the Remember the Triangle Fire Coalition, uh, one of their wonderful activists uh, located that sheet music, and I was waiting to receive it from Washington, D.C. I thought, oh, well, you know, I, I should preview it since we're really going to have to hustle to get this arrangement together, and I, I, I want to know more. And uh, when I realized that even the YIVO Institute, and at that time Hannah Mletek was, you know, still uh, very much with us, uh, when she 
uh, told me she'd never heard of it, I knew this was a major find because Hannah really uh, had everything at her fingertips. So fortunately, Defire Corbunus was, uh, you know, preserved there at the LOC, and um, we recorded it. Uh, but it never released it other than online. It's beautiful. Uh, the Museum of the City of New York actually now has that in their permanent collection from the 2011 performance, but it will be also the bonus track on our, our Metropolitan Klezmer CD. And that, that new album will be called Mazel Means Good Luck, which is um, also uh, a completely other kind of Yiddish tune, but also a kind of archival gem that, you know, certain people really knew that tune, but a lot of others... Did not so um, we were we were very pleased. I hadn't really grown up with Mazel means good luck, and it's it's a tune that uh, has both Yiddish and English lyrics, and we've had a really good time putting together a sort of rocking, big swinging version of that one. Well, that sounds fun. We hope so. We think so, and um, we're going to have some. Let's see what else can I tell you about Isle of Lesbos going on right now. Uh, we did have. Um, Another couple of uh, great tunes that I think we'll we'll be working on that people will be able to hear more in the fall. We'll have some more fall dates to be announced soon. So check us out on Facebook or just go to klezbos.com, K-L-E-Z-B-O-S. And uh, I know you'll have all that up at your podcast page. But Keith, what else can I tell you? <laughs> I have to come and see. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all that's missing is, is me in the, the whole picture. I would love you to come, and and uh, I'll I'll let you know soon what other shows we have coming up. Um, I know I want to say one other thing, which is another project of mine that uh, we're we're working on again uh, early next year is called J. Edgar Klezmer Songs from My Grandmother's FBI Files, and I do mean my grandmother's FBI files, and uh, we had put together what I call a musical documentary theater piece, and that's played a few places, including the JCC in Manhattan and Dixon Place, which is a kind of experimental theater lab here in New York, and Puffin Forum out in New Jersey. So fortunately for us, we actually have a four-day run of this coming up in February. We'd really love support on this because, you know, as tough as it is sometimes to put out a CD, and we'd love people again to be, uh, you know, having their own copies and checking us out. Theater is a whole other level. So <laughs> J. Edgar Klesmer, um, we are putting on at the Centenary Stage Company from February the... Let me get these dates correct. I have to make absolutely sure. February the 12th through the 15th, and that is 2015. Uh, so... It's really something to look for, and, and if people are interested, please do check. We have J. Edgar Klesmer pages on both klesmos.com and metropolitanklesmer.com. That is featuring five out of my six Isle of Klesmos bandmates, plus the amazing actor Yelena Schmulensen, and people may know her work from a lot of different Yiddish stuff. Uh, and also she's, I mean, in addition to Boardwalk Empire and so on, uh, and lots and lots of Yiddish theater and, and other films. Um, she is one of the featured couple in the prologue to that Coen Brothers film that you may remember, A Serious Man. So uh, <laughs> I don't want to give a... I'll, I'll give a spoiler alert, but she's definitely the one with uh, the murderous intent. So, <laughs> At any rate, Yelena is, is our 
is our co-star with that J. Edgar Klesmer show. And we'll actually be doing, you know, more touring if people are interested in having us in their town. I know for sure next spring uh, we're going to bring the band out to San Antonio and Austin, Texas in April. And uh, we'll be there uh, available for other touring shortly after Passover. So if people want a little post-Pesach Klesmer blast, uh, please get in touch and we'll see what we can do, especially if it's something we can fly nonstop from San Antonio. That would be terrific. (laughs) Sure, I'm. I'm sure uh, those of you who know you have nonstop service from San Antonio. Uh, give Eve a call. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Wow, that's that's a, a lot on the plate, shall we say? Yeah, and I just got off the phone right before our our chat here with uh, somebody who's putting together a wonderful festival. I think I'll leave it to them to publicize, but there certainly will be things uh, even next June that are that are even now in the works. But we'll we'll leave that to future publicity and. Uh, <laughs> That'll be kind of a nice major, um, beautiful Yiddish festival here in New York. Great, terrific. Uh, all right, so the album is I Love Klesbo's Life from Brooklyn, where all good Klesber comes from. <laughs> well, Howie Lee's the guy we, we originally started Metropolitan Klesmer with, and rest his beautiful musical soul. Yep, he did quite the... Quite the paying of the dues in Brooklyn, so we owe a lot to Brooklyn, and we were lucky that Brooklyn Center for the Performing Arts was so very kind about having us record there, and and I think you'll enjoy the results. Because, you know, I really should say that among the other pieces on here, some very remarkable archival pieces include, uh, you know, this this unbelievable piece of, of uh, Yiddish poetry that became such a jolly drinking song in the Soviet Union, but has so much historical and poignant kind of content. Um, and that's something that was written originally by Yossel Kerler, uh, a glazel yash, you know, it's like a glass of booze. <laughs> Can't even say exactly which kind of wine or, or liquor, but, you know, at any rate, Dove Bear Kerler, Professor Dove Bear Kerler in Bloomington, Indiana, you know, who uh, we know through lots of Yiddish circles and Yiddish uh, in Vilna and everything else. Um, that's that's the son of Yussel Kerler, and not only did we have uh, the beautiful song, which I knew from years ago, uh, having performed it with Janet Leuter, who has a wonderful recording out from the old days. Um, but also, I, I found out through talking to Professor Kerler that his father actually wrote these these lines while he was imprisoned in the Gulag. You know, he was. He was like a Yiddish cultural activist in the Soviet Union, and that was certainly something that Stalin uh, punished people for. I mean, sometimes people did not survive, obviously, and Kerler was in the Soviet prison writing these words, and uh, later on, when it became a song, it was set to music uh, of Vladimir Shainsky. And anyone listening to this who grew up in the Soviet Union or from the former Soviet Union will be familiar with the work of Shinsky. He's a very beloved man, and he's now in his 90s, I believe, and splitting his time between Moscow and San Diego, it turns out. Uh, he wrote some of the most beloved music in the Soviet Union, and um, in addition, it turns out that he, he did set some Yiddish uh, songs uh, to his own music, and there are even a few that through my having a conversation with his wife, uh, and also with thanks to Yelena Schmolensen for helping <laughs> get us through uh, 
to to the you know the the Shinesky family um, for this permission. Uh, it turns out they had some other songs in their archives at their apartment in Moscow that people did not know about that were with Carler. Even Doug Bear Carler did not know that there are some other songs that his father put together, you know, probably in the early 60s during the Khrushchev Thaw era uh, with Yussel Carler. So that was an amazing find. Uh, and then there was this great um, Yiddish version of a very well-known Polish and, and uh, Russian tango. In Russian, it's called Utumlionia Sonse. So we called it Weary Sun Tango in English, but uh, it's through the miracle of the Internet that there had been briefly a YouTube version posted, probably from Odessa, with these great Yiddish lyrics that a couple of people helped us to decipher. Um, and so we've been able to put that version out also as Weary Sun Tango on this album. So there are many, many things that I hope people will enjoy, but I just wanted to give you the lowdown on, on those two in particular. And, oh, yeah, one more, which is the Kostakovsky number seven on here. Uh, that's from a great song book, kind of a klezmer wedding fake book, as they call them, um, you know, sheet music that musicians could perform for parties and weddings and things like that that was published, again, in Brooklyn, and we even have the street address of the publisher in 1906. So that was um, Kostakovsky himself, and it's just one of the many little treasures on those pages that we, again, wanted to find a way to put out on a recording. So... Lots and lots of material, lots more to say. The others are, are all beautiful songs that we've um, we've got on a live recording that have been on some of our prior CDs as well. But I wanted to bring all the new ones out to your listeners, you know, in a little more detail. Fabulous. Wow. That's, uh, you know, each one on here is, is a gem to start with. So it, it, it's good to have the extra background on, on the how and why they uh, they managed to make it onto the album. Thanks, and I know sometimes, you know, talking doesn't give the full uh, extent of it, so please, people, check out the music, and it'll speak for itself, and of course, most of what I'm saying here is even more succinctly in our album notes, but I just wanted to podcast it to the world through your kindness. Thank you again, Keith. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, uh, you know, a great thing, and, and with both both of your bands, you put out so much uh Good material. So, everyone is uh, something I always look forward to, and uh, this one is no exception. The live from Brooklyn, and and of course uh, the next one that'll be uh, hitting my PO box uh, hopefully soon. Thank you very much. <laughs> we'll see how that one goes too. Terrific. Well, uh, thanks once again, Eve Secular. Uh, second time on the podcast, I, I, and I I did my own research. You you were back on episode 64 from about four years ago in 2010. So, uh, again, uh, it's Eve Secular from Isle of Klezmos and Metropolitan Klezmer. Klezmos.com. Shame Dank to you as well, Zagazunt. And uh, hope to see uh, and hear from you again very, very soon. Cool. And, yep, we're on Facebook, too, and that's K-L-E-Z as in zebra, B-O-S. Thank you very much.
Hi, this is Annette Ezekiel Kogan from Golem, and you are listening to the Klezmer Podcast. All right, I'm back. That was my interview with Eve Sikular of Isle of Klezmos and Metropolitan Klezmer. The track we heard was When Gomer Met Molly from the album Live from Brooklyn. I'd very much like to thank Eve for appearing on the podcast and for providing the track for us to listen to. Again, the website is klezmerpodcast.com. And if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to appear or have your music played on the podcast, please write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. Again, the music heard on Klezmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. So that's about it for Klezmer Podcast 116. Thanks for listening. Please stay subscribed. Tell your friends. And until next time, bye for now.